Hey everybody, welcome back to Hopelessly Tatiana. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and listen. Today it's going to be kind of a serious topic. We're going to talk about the Chappelle special, The Closer, and the subsequent backlash. More importantly, I'm going to tell you why Chappelle should not be canceled and how I feel that the message of the special has been lost. So stay tuned. I'm Tatiana, and you're listening to Hopelessly Tatiana. Hopelessly Tatiana is a podcast where I discuss the impact of global issues and relevant history to provide much-needed perspective. We may all come from different walks of life, but that doesn't mean we can't learn from each other. While being polite and positive are nice, being honest is essential to growth. Therefore, my goal is to explain the impact of situations, using my perspective in a way that hopefully speaks to you. We have one world. I want to talk about how we can live in it, together. Let's dive right in. As I stated in my intro, I do not believe Chappelle should be canceled. I think that this situation has been taken out of context. I don't believe that Chappelle meant the jokes in the manner that they were taken, and I'll explain why. But first, trigger warning. I will be using profanity, and the N-word will be referenced in this episode. I would like to remind everyone that I am black, but more importantly, Sapel uses a lot it a lot in the special, so I can't get around say uh, referencing it. I will also constantly refer to you and them. This is not meant as an attack on individuals. I am simply referring to the proverbial you and them. From what I've noticed, the people who don't like the special are the same people that just don't like Chappelle in general. So that's their bias. And this is mine. Deep breaths. <laughs> so comedy is art. And a question to always ask yourself when discussing art is who is the target demographic? Chappelle states, and I quote, If you listen to what I'm saying, I'm not even talking about them. I'm talking about us, and they don't listen. End quote. In the case of The Closer, the target demographic is us, as in Black America. I talk about my race, gender, identity, and sexuality on this podcast rather frequently. I am a Black bi woman, but the way the world views me views me is I am a black woman who is bi. I am black first, woman next, then bi, if I so choose to disclose it. So when I watch Sapel, I watch him from or through the lens of a black woman, and I feel like he's speaking to me. I feel like I'm back home, shooting the shit with my friends and my family. I'm talking about our life experiences through a comedic lens. I say all of that to say, I am part of the target demographic that this special is aimed at. 
no that does not mean other people can't watch it or that he's not also appealing to you too but i am part of the target demographic with that said i didn't used to actually like chappelle when i was in high school when the chappelle show aired all i can honestly remember about it was there were i was constantly telling white teenage dudes to stop being racist like because they would watch the special and then they'd bring that shit to school and then i would have to be like yo like nah <laughs> and i remember this feeling of this black man getting rich taking a dump on his own people and that just made me feel some kind of way but since he's returned his specials have been far more geared towards me with an understanding of where i'm at now Chappelle is deeply rooted in understand black experiences and black issues he walked away from the Chappelle show because he was making basically white people laugh in a way that made him uncomfortable so he left 50 million dollars behind to leave and start from the bottom and it is through that experience that he tells stories and he tells jokes now i want to point out that Chappelle made fun of every demographic in this special women the me too movement black people black women specifically catholics priests the lgbtq community he even made fun of the Jewish community. And John Stewart has told TMZ that he doesn't believe that Chappelle has ill intent and that they're homies and that he's a comedian. Now, mind you, Chappelle did tell Jewish jokes that made me cringe. And John Stewart is, is defending him. And there have been a lot of comedians that have come out to defend him. Yet the only group waging a culture war is the trans group now yes if you lump them in with the entire lgbtq like as a general then the jokes were a pretty nice chunk of the special but if we're just talking about trans jokes there weren't that many i sat down and i've watched the special three times the first time for fun the second time to figure out why everybody was so angry and then the third time for research now, I've also watched several people's commentaries, people who didn't like the special because I believe that subjecting myself to people who disagree helps make me a better person. So I watched other people's commentary to figure out what it was that made them so upset. And what I can say that I learned from watching other people was that they took issue with a few select jokes and they made that like the whole thing. And then the parts that were the point of the jokes, they would acknowledge and then move past. So I do think that people have been so triggered that they're missing the message. Like at one point during the special, Sapel starts talking about how some laws are just mean and they aren't really protecting anyone, such as the bathroom laws. He acknowledges that that law is fucked up and that no one should have to show a birth certificate to use the bathroom. He challenges the audience to ask, who are these laws meant to protect? Because he would not feel better if a trans woman walked into a men's restroom. That would make him more comfortable. As he said in his joke, he'd feel more comfortable if a trans man did. Yet the commentary I or commentaries I saw spent so much more time discussing about the fact that Chappelle uh, did not properly understand the anatomy of trans women that it missed the point which was he was highlighting that he does not think that that law 
is reasonable or fair or it makes any sense. It's just a mean law. And every time I saw a commentary focus on how Chappelle was wrong because not all trans women have dicks, I would just tilt my head and say to myself, like, that's what you took from that joke? Because, like, I'm one, duh. Not all, of course, not all trans women have penises. And two, that's not the point of the joke. He was literally agreeing that the laws are dumb and discriminatory. And the whole special is like that. He's drawing parallels between the LGBTQ movement and the black struggle. He tells stories about, he, t- <laughs> he tells a story about the massless, the massless woman who came over to him, his family's table at the restaurant. And when he noticed that they were, he was being recorded. And this is something that went viral because he was a hot mess that day. So after the woman came over to his table, he then proceeded to go over to their table, also maskless and hammered and called the white guy that was recording him a BSN. <laughs> At which point he then realizes that the man is gay. Now first, I would like to point out that no one seems to have any issue with him saying the N-word, but whatevs, let's keep going. <laughs> so white when it looks like him and this man are about to come to blows, the white guy stands up and calls the police. Now Chappelle states that if it had been a black gay person, they would never have done that to him because he knows that when the police come, they're not going to ask who called. So he states, gay people are minorities until they need to be white again. In which case, he's describing the privilege that people have and how people tend to forget that just because you fall within the LGBTQ movement, that doesn't mean you're not racist and it doesn't limit your responsibility to be racially aware. He also talks about how the feminist movement doesn't speak to black American women. Uh, He wanted to go to one of the marches and he tried to find friends to go with him and nobody would go. So he called one of his black female friends and she basically said something to the extent of fuck them white bitches, (laughs) which is the content for that is the reason that most feminists or feminism tends to be minus black voices is intentional when the feminist movement started they didn't want to confuse people um by conflating feminism with the slavery like like basically abolitionist and he references sojourner truth showing up and giving a speech anyway but sojourner truth wasn't the only one that pointed that out frederick Douglass pointed it out there are a lot of leaders that were like we can do these things together but that wasn't the message And feminism hasn't changed that much over the centuries. Now, I did reference a book back in February or March when I did my calendar for Women's History Month, where it was a black woman talking about how feminism is trying to welcome black women. But a lot of times when it comes to feminism and black issues, feminism is behind the curve. Like, it's taken the the things we need we've needed for a while and we've known that we've needed it and we've asked for it like child care all these things but the feminist movement hasn't caught up because it took a while for white women to also be in the working be working like in the field like black women have always been there it took a while before white women were also doing it so it it hasn't been representing the interests of black women as our interest emerge i guess is the best way to put it Now, throughout the special, Chappelle tells several trans-based stories. He talks about a woman whose mom met him at a bar and accused him of punching down on her people. We will get into that later. Um, Because her people have suffered for 
decades. Now, this part was super funny because the woman, a white trans woman, was followed by two black men at the time. And so when Chappelle is telling the joke, he's looking at the black guys like, is there something I need to tell this woman? (laughs) Because the idea being that this woman is being like, we've suckered for decades, for decades, for decades. And Chappelle's like, uh, like, but like, we've been struggling for a hundred years. So, and then he's looking at her friends like, y'all didn't tell her? Did she, what, what's going on? So that's, and that's funny to me. That might not be funny to somebody else. <laughs> so he's talking about the, he also talks about his relationship with Daphne Dorman and her subsequent, her subsequent suicide after being bullied on Twitter for days for supporting him. And I will be talking more about Daphne, but first I kind of want to jump to his Chappelle's jokes about Caitlyn Jenner. Now he does reference Caitlyn Jenner winning woman of the year. And his joke is she won woman of the year, her first year as a woman. And that was kind of like, oh yeah, you know, and I remember when Caitlyn Jenner won feeling kind of confused, but also wanting to be supportive. And it was just weird, like, feeling of, like, am I wrong to feel confused? But also, no, I should be supportive. But also, like, I get it, but what about us? And I know that that's not, that was not ever the intent. It was something to celebrate. But that was the joke that he made in the in the special. He also talks about her changing her name. Now, I'm going to take a quick pause here. I know that Chappelle has pissed people off in a real real way about the turf comments and my comment on that is i don't know enough about any of that to make an educated comment like i'm not gonna speak out of my ass about it because i am i'm not ignoring it or its ramifications i just don't know enough about it to presently provide any sort of actual context So of the comments he did make about caitlin jenner the one i do want to focus on is one that he made in this special but it was a reference from a special before where he states why is it easier for bruce jenner to change his gender than it is for cassius clay to change his name now the context of that for those who don't remember cassius clay is the birth name of muhammad ali during the civil during the time of civil rights in the vietnam draft ali came out as stating that he is not Cassius Clay. Cassius Clay is a slave name and that he would henceforth be known as Muhammad Ali. A lot of this happened after his conversion to Islam. Um, And the world basically just kind of refused to call him that. Like sports commentators hopped on a little bit faster than news news outlets or even some of his fellow boxers. One of the boxers that just refused to call him by his name was Ernie Terrell. And in the fight in 1967, known as the What's My Name fight, Muhammad Ali made it a point to embarrass Ernie Terrell rather intensely. The fight is known as the What's My Name fight because for most of the jabs and punches Ali sent, he would then say, What's My Name? Needless to say, Ali won. (laughs) And from henceforth, was referred to as Muhammad Ali. Now, I, someone also pointed out, asked me when I was discussing this, like maybe one of the reasons why people didn't recognize it was he didn't legally change his name. So just like an FYI in the 60s, that wasn't required as much as it is now. Um, so him stating he this is who he is would have been enough. So for all legal ramifications and all legal records, he is Muhammad Ali now. The point that Chappelle was making is that there was far less backlash from 
Caitlyn changing her gender and name than there was for Muhammad Ali changing his. And that's what it's like for us as Black America. We struggle for centuries, receive really, we make like really small headway, and then people come behind us and it looks like they're getting there faster. Now, the reality is our movement is helping to create the framework. We're creating the laws. Like, we are paving the way. That is the reality. But it still feels like we're back in the days digging ditches and just doing all the grimy work. And this really impacts us as a community because we're still marginalized we're still picked on and the same groups that we're helping to set the framework for then come and attack us so we're helping pave the way to make other groups lives easier and then those groups turn around and target us so it becomes a real point of contention and right so racism doesn't exist in a vacuum you know the lgbtq community is no exception JFK once said, for the great enemy of truth is very often not the lie, deliberate, contrived, and dishonest, but the myth, persistent, persuasive, and unrealistic. Too often, we hold fast to the cliches of our forebears. We subject all facts to a fabricated set of interpretations. We enjoy the comfort of an opinion without the discomfort of thought. So I'd like for all of you to take a moment and truly reflect on what he said. Do you really think that he's out to get anyone? Or is he drawing uncomfortable parallels? We'll be right back after this commercial break. Welcome back. Okay, so the last part was mainly about the special. This part is about the things that irritated me. <laughs> about people's responses. Starting with people continuously accusing Chappelle of punching down. Now, the meaning of punching down is you're using your power and authority over people with less power and authority. And that's the definition from Macmillan Dictionary. While Chappelle is presently worth $50 million, he wasn't always. When he walked away from the Chappelle show, his net worth was significantly less than that. Yet, even then, he was accused of punching down. So my question is, what power or authority does Chappelle have over the trans community? Now, if your answer is that he has a huge platform, that is a fair and reasonable statement. He does have a large platform now. However, was it really that large when he walked away from the Chappelle show and had to start over from scratch? Because the reality is the black community as a whole wasn't really feeling Chappelle at that point in time. And when he came back, he wasn't doing jokes for the target demographic he used to serve. So the time in which people were accusing him originally of punching down, he was basically back to square one and being a nobody. But okay, cool. You're right. Now he does have a huge platform. 
But how exactly does that platform in itself translate into power or authority? Okay, well, his rhetoric has emboldened people and the right issues his words against the trans community. Okay, I've seen that. Well, then my question is, should we hold people responsible for the actions of others? Like back in the 2000s when people started claiming that rap music made their teens commit crimes. Is, is that where we are? Or when people tried to sue Nickelodeon because their son thought he could breathe underwater and drowned. Trying to hold artists responsible for the actions of other people is ridiculous. As a creator of content, like as a writer, I've written things that people have read and took a completely different way than what my meaning was when I wrote it. And that's just the blessing and curse of creation. How it's interpreted has nothing to do with the person who's telling the story. It has everything to do with the person who's receiving the information. So we can't control how someone will take something. When Einstein first theorized that atoms existed, there was no possible way he could have known that Robert Oppenheimer would come later and use that information to create the atomic bomb. Nor should we hold Einstein responsible for coming up with a theory that was then later used negatively. The reality is, people create and then other people destroy. If you want change to happen, you go after the people who are actually doing the destroying. I was reading an article and in it, they were blaming Chappelle and Netflix for the death of two trans women after the special. Now, by all accounts, the death of trans people has been on the rise for a while. Chappelle did not start that, nor did he encourage anyone to go out and do anything like that. His whole special is just him drawing parallels between the LGBTQ movement and the black struggle. And the only thing he calls for during the special is the release of the baby from the LGBTQ community and for us to be more empathetic. This special should not be held to a higher standard than that of the politicians who were creating the mean, negatively impactful laws. That doesn't make sense. Texas has so many anti-trans bills that it's like red on the map where so many other states are pink. Yet, these commentaries aren't calling for people to mobilize to vote those people out of office. Instead, it's boycott Chappelle, cancel Chappelle. Instead, we're just trying to steal the livelihood of a black man and then accusing him of punching down. Okay, well maybe he's punching down because he's rich and out of touch. But, um, I understood him. And so did the sold-out show of over 17,000 people. Now, unless you truly believe that everyone there hates trans people, maybe 
just maybe you missed the meaning of the special. Because people believe that Chappelle has been unfairly treated and they're proving it with their cash. So please stop trying to cancel Chappelle. Black America won't allow it. Now to speak to the he's a rich comedian and doesn't get it. I want to know how much money I need to make to lose my right to an opinion. Like, is there a dollar threshold or like a net worth mark? Accusing Chappelle of being too rich to get it sends the message that you can wealth your way out of racism because racism was the theme of the special. (laughs) There is an op-ed about Chappelle claiming he was using his white privilege to promote hate am i the only one that was like what huh how, how, how does how does that work he doesn't have white privilege just because he's rich he does get privileges from being rich but that is that is not what right white privilege is that's not the same thing and being rich doesn't make him less likely to experience racism in 2017, the front gate of LeBron James's home was vandalized with racial slurs, and that man's net worth is a billion dollars. His wife, Gabrielle Union, has talked and have about having to explain to her sons that yes, they have privilege, but sorry, it's still not the same as your white friends do. So how out of touch are they really? When people say that, all I hear is, this struggle isn't about me, so this person doesn't get it. And that really burns my biscuits because they're actually ignoring the impact that that has on the world and on people like me because it impacts them differently. In one of my episodes, I talk about how being black, especially a black woman, we end up doing the emotional labor of explaining my experiences through the lens of white people so that we can actually have communication. Because trying to get them to understand me where I'm at makes it feel, it makes them feel as if it's less than because the black way of communicating is seen as inferior. So here we are with a comedian that speaks for us, speaks of our struggles and tells stories the way we do, but he's not explaining them in a way that you can easily digest and that makes you uncomfortable. So he has to go, which brings me to his first point in America, you can kill a black man but don't hurt a gay person's feelings. Because black people's feelings and lives only matter when people are virtue signaling. Proof of concept, trans women stage a walkout of Netflix in process of the Chappelle special. They were all hired back but suspended. Well, well well not all of them. And I quote, all these white people going around talking about the talking to the press and speaking publicly on Twitter, and the only person who gets fired is a black person who was quiet the entire time, says a former employee in the interview with The Verge. That's absurd, and just further shows that the black trans people are the ones being targeted in this conversation. End quote. That was from The Verge. So where's the trans community there? Hell. Where were they when Daphne committed suicide? Which brings me to the bigger part that makes me super furious. The way everyone is dismissing Daphne Dorman's perspective. The LGBTQ community has decided that she's being used by Chappelle as a shield. 
one commentator actually said that he is sure that Chappelle prefers her dead so he can use her more. I heard that and I was like, the fuck? Who, who, who says that? Not to mention the fact that Daphne defended him while she was alive. And in fact, it was her defense of him that led to the LGBTQ community dragging her ass all over Twitter. And for those that don't understand dragging, that means they bullied her. And they went hard. Now, I'm not going to blame the LGBT community for her committing suicide because that's, you know, that doesn't help and there's no actual evidence of that. But I'm sure it didn't help. Imagine being ejected from your identity group and then having them publicly humiliate you for days. And then after she died, radio silence. But what did Chappelle do? He started a trust fund for her daughter, something he did not have to do. Yet the LGBT community views her as a shield. Minimizing this trans woman's life, yet again, as basically the she's my trans friend cover. Now, okay, since this podcast is, you know, about being honest and truthful, I'm explain something to y'all. When black people say that they don't like when people go, my black friend comments, it's not because you have a black friend. It's because that you're referencing it to stop a conversation. A- example, I say, um, touching my hair without my permission is like not okay and kind of racist. And the response I get back is, well, I'm not racist. I have a black friend and they don't think I'm racist. It's just you. Like, that's the my whatever friend problem. It's used to deflect and change the topic. Now, if that same person had said, well, I've said that to, or I've done that with my friends before and they didn't tell me it was a problem, then I can at least explain, okay, well, maybe because of your relationship with them, they didn't mind that behavior, but doing it to people who you aren't close to can be received poorly. The second response opens dialogue. Then you're not using your black friends as cover. You're just referencing a previous experience and wondering out loud, why this situation is different. What Chappelle did did not deflect. It was dialogue. It was an explanation. Moreover, it was proof that he was putting his money where his mouth was because he's recognizing that you were having a human experience, which is what Daphne asked him to do. And he's beseeching you to recognize that he is too. Now the reality is, this is a small podcast and I am not overly concerned with people dragging me like for having a different perspective. And But I was still hesitant to even talk on the topic because I've seen people get bullied on Twitter. And social media can be kind of intense. And the bullying that takes place within the LGBTQ community is particularly vicious. I will never forget when August Ames, the porn star, well, former porn star, made a post about not wanting to do a gay porn scene with a a porn star and how people instantly jumped on her 
calling her all types of names and then people who were actually homophobic jumped in and started saying some terrible stuff and and though she was in the middle saying wait no i didn't say that whoa no no that that's not what i meant and then finally when we got to the the meat of the problem it was that there were different safety standards between gay porn and straight form and she was trying to protect her body that didn't stop anything no apologies happened it just kept going till she ended it with fuck y'all her last twitter words and then they found her hanging from a tree in a park there was silence in the gay community after that nothing happened her profile page doesn't have a bunch of memorials people aren't saying they're sorry just nothing fast forward to daphne dorman who was bullied for actually knowing Chappelle and supporting his right to free speech, for giving her perspective, only for her to later commit suicide and once again, silence from our community. Not till now has anyone really cared. She was left high and dry, but the same people are calling him a monster. Then I hear people within the community talking about how bad the suicide rates are and how straight people make them feel like they can't be themselves. While that is definitely true. It is also true that we are not supporting each other. We are so busy trying to win the struggle Olympics, as my mama says, that we aren't even bothering to listen or entertain opposing perspectives. Life is not now, nor has it ever been this way or that and you haven't been bullied when you were younger doesn't excuse that behavior now the cyber bullying has to stop we can't demand that other people support us when we can't even be bothered to support each other i hope that my message today is received as a plea for us within all marginalized communities to come together. As James Baldwin said, we can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. Chappelle was not denying your humanity or right to exist. He was asking you to acknowledge his. Consider this. If you want to learn, read. If you want to reflect, write. If you want to change, listen. So, thank you for listening.